welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome to High Energy Health. I'm so delighted to be connecting with you today. And as you know, each week on the show, I bring you the leading edge of health, healing, happiness, well-being, all the things that make a difference to your life. One of the things that actually shocks me about interacting with people is how few people really take care of their mental and spiritual well-being. And even when I am, say, at social events, I'm with people that have known me for many, many years. I'm with family members at the holidays. I'm interacting with people that have known me for a long time. Many people I meet are just content with where they are, and they aren't really making an effort to change. Like I told one woman at a recent family gathering, she said, oh yeah, you know, this back pain I've had for many years. And for one thing, I didn't know she'd had back pain for many years. But the second thing was that she never asked me for any kind of solution or help. She knows what I do, and yet she just accepts her back pain, tolerates her back pain, deals with her back pain, and really isn't looking for solutions. And that's a shame because many people are suffering unnecessarily. There's, you know, necessary suffering. I mean, maybe you'll affected by the economy. Maybe you'll lose your job unexpectedly. Maybe you'll have a relationship problem or problem with your child or genetic problem. There are all kinds of ways in which we have to deal with the ups and downs of life. But in those areas of life where we have a choice, where we can improve our quality of life and we don't, if we go on, say, suffering from that pain for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, and there was a solution all along, that's 10 years we've lost to that solution. So I want to encourage you to look for natural solutions, look for ways of upgrading your life, look for ways of intervening, self-intervening in your life that will improve it. There are so many things. A friend of mine was saying to me recently, you know, Dawson, I'm thinking about my parents and I meditate, I tap, I go see a chiropractor and I go see an acupuncturist, I get natural medicine and I get all these, these benefits. He said, my parents didn't know about any of that stuff. It wasn't around back then in the 50s. They just suffered and we don't have to suffer now. So there are so many ways of improving your life. And even if you have a, a, a chronic disease or an autoimmune disease. It's interesting. You, know, you go on the homepage of the Mayo Clinic and look at fibromyalgia, very common autoimmune disease. And it says the very first paragraph, fibromyalgia is an incurable disease. But we know from looking at energy healing that there are lots and lots of cases of fibromyalgia that respond to energy methods. We know with a randomized controlled trial of EFT that two thirds of people who suffered from fibromyalgia got better after EFT, a third of them recovered fully. So look around, whether you have high blood pressure, whether you have chronic 
fatigue, whether you're suffering from psoriasis or some other autoimmune condition, look around what's available to you because there are so many opportunities to feel better. Don't let them pass you, that you by. Don't accept that the way you are now is the way you always have to be. It is not. And you can dramatically affect your health and your lifespan. Just your thoughts, just your consciousness is able to produce a massive effect on your lifespan. If you look at the studies in my book, Mind to Matter, you'll see studies showing that your attitude, your consciousness, the, the content of your head is able to make a difference of at least 10 years in your lifespan, in your health span. So don't let those wonderful messages pass you by. Make sure you use the methods on the show, the methods on my websites, the methods you'll find on literally tens of thousands of websites all over the place. Look for science, look for evidence-based techniques, but they're out there and they can make a huge difference to your life. So whatever it is you're telling yourself about your suffering, I want you to know it may be unavoidable. The chances are very good that at least part of it is avoidable and maybe all of it's avoidable and you won't know till you try. So I encourage you to really play around with these techniques in mind to matter. I list about 30 of them, grounding, energy medicine, chiropractic, qigong, all kinds of ways of affecting your energy body, your consciousness that can make a dramatic effect on your lifespan. So play around with those 30 techniques and more. Find the ones that work for you and don't accept your limitations. If I run into you at a workshop, don't make me sad <laughs> by telling me your sad story. We all have sad stories, but we can also always make our stories a great deal happier. My guest today is Maya Novak. Her book is Heal Beyond Expectations. You can see that at healbeyondexpectations.com. And over 350,000 people have already used her website to find those ways of improving their bodies, their minds from the inside out. It's not that hard. Maya, wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you, Dawson, for having me. I am so excited about our conversation, and I know that we're going to bring so much value to the table and to the listeners. You know, in the book, you talk about your own personal story and about how that really catalyzed your, your healing journey. And you learned to heal beyond not only your own expectations, but the expectations of, of people around you as well. I'd love to have you share that with everyone. Oh, absolutely. You know, I never expected to, to do the work that I'm doing today because, you know, when you are studying, when you are creating a career, you have a bit of a vision what that is going to be. So when we left uh, our home country, Slovenia, and we moved moved to New Zealand. Three months after that, I had a rock climbing accident and I was sure that it's just a sprain and everything is going to be fine in two weeks time. And lo and behold, I went to, to the hospital and they told me that potentially my life will never be the same again. So I had a terrible fracture of my ankle, dislocation. And yeah, things that I heard from the doctors were anything from you know, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life, limping for the rest of your life. Probably walking might be difficult on uneven surfaces. So all the things that you don't want to hear, no matter the age. I was then in my late 20s. So, but you know what? There was something in me. I had that belief that my body is capable of something. I didn't know of what, but I had that belief. I had that, you know, 
I understand what you're saying. I also understand that you have to tell me all these worst case scenarios just for me to be prepared. But I wanted to show myself that potentially this is not going to be my outcome. So I decided to approach my healing in a bit different kind of way. I of course, I was going to doctor's appointments. I was working with my physiotherapist, but I was doing so much more that conventional medical approach doesn't include in healing injuries. And long story short, this is also the reason why we are talking today here. Yes, I healed completely beyond anyone's expectations. And I've been sharing this with my clients, with the world for the rest for the last few years. And it's proving over and over again that we all possess such an incredible healing power that we all have and that we can achieve many things. Also, what you shared in your beautiful introduction, you know, conventional medical approach is this is unsolvable. We don't know the reason, but there are so many possibilities. And yeah, like I said, you know, we have an incredible healing power that we just need to unleash and see the magic happens. It is amazing what we can do. And uh, it's just it's a joy to hear stories like yours, Maya, about how you don't need to accept those limited points of view. And sure, that may be what your doctor has to tell you. They may be honest with you about what the range is they've seen in their practices. And yet we've seen extraordinary healings and they are possible. So that belief is a start. If you have that belief, you then go and find things that really can help you that might not be the ones that everyone else is using. Absolutely. And you know, beliefs are everything. And what we believe, we are always right in what we believe. So, but it's also important to know and understand that we can change our beliefs. So it doesn't matter what you believe in, if that belief is not serving you, there is a possibility for you to change that belief. And as a result of this, your body will respond to that as well. What are some of the negative beliefs you find are common to people that come and see you? That's a really good question. Well, a lot of the times I hear, well, you know what? I am too old or my body is too old. So nothing can actually change. That's one of the things. Another one is, well, you know, my body is just letting me now down or has been letting me down for so many years. So, you know, nothing is going to change. Or beliefs also that were planted as seeds when they went to see the doctor, the surgeon, and they told them, you know, your knee, ankle, shoulder, back will never be the same again. So, you know, just wait for a few years and then potentially have another surgery and hopefully that will help you. If not, pills are there, medication is there. So these are just a few beliefs that people very often share with me and uh, probably with you too. Yes, they uh, they do have those those beliefs and then they may have a very st strong degree of belief in those beliefs. That their, their level of conviction in those beliefs might be really high. Like we have people measure those beliefs, zero out of 10 through 10 out of 10. So zero out of 10 is I don't believe it at all. 10 out of 10 is I believe it fully. And so many people, Maya, come in with these strong beliefs about limitation. And so how can the body heal <laughs> if someone has that strong belief that's blocking it? 
Yes, absolutely. So that's why I'm a huge fan of changing beliefs or just planting new ones. So, you know, we don't have to go from zero to a hundred overnight, but if we are planting those seeds bit by bit, we will create new beliefs. I love also playing and, and sharing with my clients, just asking yourself powerful, empowering, and powerful questions that will guide you towards gathering a different kind of evidence that something is actually possible for you. So instead of saying my body is not capable of something, just ask yourself, how would it feel if I were capable of something? Or what can I do today to move towards my goal one step so that I progress slowly? You know, it's questions can be way more powerful than if we just decide and we have some sort of statements and saying, well, this is it and I'm not changing. But when we are starting to ask ourselves, we are gathering a different kind of evidence. So this is one of the ways how we can actually start changing or challenging those beliefs and slowly they will stop having such a strong grip on ourselves and on our bodies. In Heal Beyond Expectations, you have several stories of people who you worked with who did have that initial belief challenging process. So they had those strong beliefs, you challenged them, they they challenged themselves, they began to have new beliefs. Uh, share one of those stories with us. Absolutely. So one of the first stories that I came across or the client that I had was a young man who had an accident and, you know, he had also ankle fracture and he broken a few other bones. And when he came back home to the US because he was away holiday, his doctor told him very much, very similar to what I heard my doctors told me. So, you know, avascular necrosis, which is the death of a bone, is something potentially happening in your future. Future, which means you will need extra operations that might be successful or not be successful. And then he came across my work and my message and what I was sharing and how we can actually help our bodies through different methods, through also visualization. So, you know, what you are visualizing and seeing yourself that you're going to be doing your body will follow that path. So he did quite a few of changes and he really started visualizing how his body is healing, how he's getting better. And uh, one thing that I forgot to mention a few weeks after that initial conversation with the doctor, avascular necrosis actually really started happening. Now, when avascular necrosis started to happen, usually there is nothing, right, quote unquote, that we can do. However, he did those different kind of changes with visualization, meditation, different kind of techniques. And four weeks later, when he went back to see his doctor, his doctor was surprised because avascular necrosis, the beginning of avascular necrosis disappeared. So something that his doctor haven't seen in his 30 years of, uh, of his practice. So we have incredible power and our minds are so incredibly powerful. So just by those small things that potentially someone could say, well, you know, it's just you are what? Imagining that something will be different and then what? Your body just follows it? So, you know, but yes, those small, sometimes basic things can create an incredible change in the body. So this is just one of the stories that I also share in the book, uh, Heal Beyond Expectations. 
So even if you have a diagnosis, even if there's medical evidence for things being this way, never underestimate what your body can do, how it can change, how it can heal. And then it starts with your consciousness. And if you don't have a consciousness of healing, if you don't have the thoughts, the beliefs, the ideas, the visualizations, the imagination to create that healing space for your body, then it is working against your consciousness. Yeah, I'm always amazed by how uh, our bodies just are meant to heal, Maya. You know, it's just what they do. <laughs> yes. It takes the beginning well, of the way to stop bodies- that. Yes, our bodies want to thrive, not just survive, but actually thrive. So, you know, what I love with bodies that struggle is exploring why this is happening, because bodies are always talking to us. So if there is some sort of challenge that you just cannot get over it, or if your healing is being longer than expected, or if there are some complications and things like that, it's always good to actually ask yourself, is there something else that I'm not taking care of that potentially my body is showing me that there is something that I need to deal with? And many often this is not in regards to your physical therapy or exercises. Yes, it can be connected to your diet and such, but it can also be connected to some previous trauma, to some emotions with things that we need to deal with. And the body is just a vessel showing us that potentially, you know, there are some things that we need to take care of. And when we do that, the body's biochemistry also changes. And that's when we start seeing differences in the body and how the body heals. Yeah, it's amazing to look at the data on neurotransmitters and and hormones and see that as you as you shift your your mind, that automatically all kinds of neurotransmitters are shifting. I was just reading some new studies now about genes that have to do with promoting serotonin and dopamine in the brain. And just emotion, just optimism, just having an, an outlook on life, a, a framework which you see the world of optimism and joy and positivity is literally turning on promoter genes that promote the production of these pleasure neurotransmitters like serotonin, like dopamine and oxytocin. And so we're feeling better and we're changing our biochemistry by thought alone. And the idea that you can literally have a thought, have a belief, have an emotion and bingo, there's a molecule. There are 10,000 neurotransmitter molecules is just really still amazing to me. And at times when I'm, when I'm maybe uh, not taking enough care of my thinking, I change my thinking deliberately. I do some energy work to shift me. I can literally feel my body getting way happier as you, you change those molecules. We're going to go to a break right now, but please stay tuned. We'll be right back for more. And Maya's book is called Heal Beyond Expectations. Find out more about her work at Maya, M-A-Y-A, Maya, Novak.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I so appreciate you being here and I love seeing the listener numbers. We see 
for this program going up and up and up because what's happening is people are using this for their well-being and the making it part of their weekly mental hygiene, taking care of your belief system, taking care of your mind, taking care of your consciousness. They're bookmarking high energy health, they're coming back to high energy health. They're using high energy health as part of a support system for feeling good in life. I know I do read the news. I'm not a person who tries to ignore what's going on in terms of the bad things going on out there. But I also look at all the good things going on in the world. And there are so many good things. In fact, for any bad news story, you can usually find at least 10 good news stories of people giving to each other, making change, breaking through barriers. There are so many good things happening in the world. And we tend to get involved in regular news, which tells us all the bad things going on. But we often are not nearly as aware of all the good things going on. So I urge you to make high energy health, make positive media part of your weekly support system. Come here, listen to the ideas that you'll hear here, apply them in your life you'll find they can make an enormous difference in your well-being. You don't have to bump along at a low level. In some of my books, I talk about set points. I talk about set points in mind to matter, about how people have these low set points for happiness. And you can take that low set point and you can raise it higher and higher and higher and eventually have an infinite set point for well-being and joy. So I encourage you to raise your set point, fill your life with positive media like high energy health, and see the difference it makes in your overall well-being when you do that. For a copy of Mind to Matter, just go to the website mindtomatter.com. The book is free there. That's the paperback edition, which I urge you to get rather than the hardback because the paperback has information that's updated in the new edition. So the paperback Mind to Matter at mindmatter.com is free, as well as a series of six meditations you'll get there, also free, which can really help you feel much better. For more on Maya's work, go to her website, mayanovac.com. And also for more on her book, Heal Beyond Expectations, go to the website, healbeyondexpectations.com. Maya, your injury was one of those injuries that seemingly comes out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about those injuries that just happen. (laughs) Yes, you know. So we have two kinds of uh, injuries that happen out of nowhere. So one is an accident that happens and the other one is pain that appears out of nowhere. So everything is fine. And then all of a sudden you are in pain and you don't know what this is connected to. So which one do you think that it would be better to discuss right now? I would say injuries because something like your climbing injury, like one moment you were, you felt as though you were doing fine and the next moment you had a serious injury. And so those things that completely blindside us, that just come out of nowhere and seem to be random events that just, yeah, appear in our Yes, absolutely. You know, every accident is difficult. So it doesn't matter how big or small the accident is. Every accident that ends in an injury is, can be actually life-changing. And it's exactly like you said, you know, one moment you are completely fine and jumping around and then the next moment you don't know how your life is going to go forward from that moment on. As I shared before, injuries, accidents, I see them as just life giving us a bit of a nudge into what needs our attention. Because yes, an accident can happen because we were, I don't know, crossing a road and the car hit us, or we were in a 
other kind of car accident, rock climbing accident, uh, riding horse accident, any kind of accident. But I also see, you know, those accidents that there were things happening before that that were potentially guiding us to that moment. And it's very, what I teach my clients and uh, suggest to my clients is to actually start connecting the dots, what was happening before that major event. Because many often there are some other signs that were happening that potentially were leading us to that moment. But what we usually do is we push that aside. It's like, oh, it's not even not really important. So, you know, I don't have the time to deal with that. So it it is important to look in the last 12 months, what was happening in your life or the last three years, five years, but also you can go further into your past to your childhood. Is there something that hasn't been resolved yet? And perhaps your accent, your injury right now could be the only opportunity for you to really stop and to think because serious injuries are really those that you cannot move. You cannot, you know, if you have, for example, fracture of your arm, you can still go around, move around. Accidents and injuries that force you to sit still, such as legs or backs or hips or anything like that, they're a bit more gentle but firm, uh, you know, uh, that stop sign that there is something that potentially needs your attention and your body is guiding you towards that. So when you resolve anything that needs your attention, your body will respond in a positive uh, way. What we discussed previously with the biochemistry and things that are happening internally with you. Yeah, well, I was thinking about one story, uh, one thing that happened to me recently, and I I uh, had a very intense work year in 2019, and I just uh, didn't have time to take vacations, holidays, get away. I was working like 60, 80 hours a week. It was just super intense year and promised myself that when the year came to an end, I'd go to Hawaii for a month. So in 2019, I had this intense year. And then in 2020, I, I took the whole month of February off, went to Hawaii. And in like just shortly before I went to Hawaii, I was at a conference in Panama and somebody at a, at, a, at the conference where we were dancing uh, tripped, fell and fell against me and my leg began to hurt. And so I hobbled out of the hotel, hobbled to the airport the next day, went home, had to teach right away for a week at a university. So I taught there, just dragged my leg around, around, dragged myself to Hawaii after that week because I flew straight from the, the university to Hawaii, couldn't do anything. And so for a year, I'd been looking forward to scuba diving and boogie boarding and surfing. I had all my gear there in this huge big suitcase and I got to Hawaii and I couldn't do anything. I, I, and I'd have to walk past the suitcase every day. And it had all of these poisonous scuba gear and snorkeling equipment. And I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't walk. My, my wife had to drive me everywhere. And I said to myself on day one, you know what? I'm going to have, I'm going to be just as happy this whole vacation, this whole month as if I could walk. And so I just decided to do that. And I did. I just spent the whole month in absolute ecstasy, even though I couldn't walk. And when I got back, I went in for an MRI and I had a torn Achilles tendon. And there was just this massive 
gap where my kidneys used to be. And so anyway, uh, it was just really an initiation for me to decide to be, hey, I can be happy even though I can't do any of the things I want and I'm stuck where I am. So <laughs> Dawson, this is such a great example of how we can, you know, choose what to do with the situation that we are in. A lot of people could be in that same situation and that would and they would be really sad or down or upset or angry or anything like that. But what you decided was, you know what, I'm gonna be happy no matter what. And this is what I, I'm absolutely positive that helped your body heal yes. quicker as well. So thank you for yeah. sharing this. Yeah, absolutely. I know it helped me heal heal well. In fact, when I finally had the operation, my wife took a photograph of me on the day afterwards. I came back from the hospital with my leg in a cast. I was laying there in bed, smiling in absolute bliss. So yeah, it really, really helps you. We'll be back after a break. Please stay tuned. You're listening to High Energy Health. My guest today is Maya Novak, and we'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and each week on the show, I bring you the latest in well-being and healing and ideas you can use to really have an impact on your life. Use these ideas. I was sharing at the start of the show how when I meet people and they are just accepting their suffering, it really grieves me sometimes that they aren't taking a hold of all the techniques that are available right now to dramatically improve our lives. We have techniques they didn't have in the 50s, they didn't have in the 1800s. Use these things now and see how much better your life can get. In my book, Mind to Matter, I cover about 30 of these techniques from acupressure to qigong to grounding to EFT. Use these techniques to improve your life. Try them. Don't use all 30, but try a few of them, see which ones work for you, and then make them part of your lifestyle. Your life can be wonderful, and the limitations you perceive are usually only in your mind, and you can shift them. For more on Maya's work, go to her website, Maya novak.com and for more on her new book go to healbeyondexpectations.com maya you also talk about forgiveness and the role forgiveness plays in healing go ahead and share those ideas with us absolutely you know we talked about emotions and how emotions are important when it comes to healing and how positive and negative emotions can affect our bodies, either in a positive way or in a negative way. So forgiveness is a really important part of healing any kind of physical trauma, because it again, it allows us to change our biochemistry. And when we change our biochemistry, the body responds positively. Now, one thing that I want to say is that forgiving doesn't mean forgetting or, you know, just acting as nothing happened, but forgiveness is important so that we can free ourselves from past trauma. And in my book, I talk about four forms of forgiveness. And the first form, which many times surprises people, is forgiving yourself for that injury, for that accident, for you being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's very important that we start with ourselves. We cannot actually go and forgive others 
it's harder. I'm going to say it's harder um, if we do not first do the work on ourselves. So forgiving ourselves is important. Then forgiving others that play the role in the accident or play the role in any kind of other situation that potentially needs forgiveness work. Then it's also forgiving someone from your past. This can be connected to any other trauma that might not be resolved yet, but your body is calling you to work on that, to resolve that. And then we also have forgiving yourself for your own past wrongs. So we all have something that we did in the past that we feel bad about it and we haven't dealt with it or we pushed it aside. So forgiving ourselves in the past for those things is also very important. So these are four different forms of forgiveness that will have a really positive effect on the body and on life in general. Share a story about somebody who forgave and then noticed a big shift. Yeah. So I had a a client and we were doing a timeline therapy and we were working on, I don't recall on which specifically emotion, but she remembered her subconscious remembered of, of a situation with another girl that was 40 years ago. And she was just after in that moment, she was after the surgery, my client. And so her subconscious came up with that situation that is very important for her to release that, to forgive herself because she walked past that girl uh, that was clearly suffering in that moment. And what happened when she did that, when she switched that emotional state, she felt how the weight fell off her shoulder and her body relaxed, uh, relaxed. And when the body relaxes, this is when healing can truly happen because relaxed body means better healing. So this is one example of how that forgiveness can actually happen in a moment and the body responds in a moment or over the next few hours or the next few days. So you are forgiving on these four dimensions, very powerful to start with yourself. And then you're saying that's going to help us relax, obviously reducing our stress. And that's when our body responds. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, we cannot sit on two chairs at the same time. So we can be stressed out and the body suffers or we can be relaxed and the body can do what it knows best. And this is to heal because the body, as we discussed before, the role is to thrive, not just to survive. So yes, we have to choose on which seat we're going to be. So stressed out and suffering in the relaxed state and helping the body. Heal better. Yeah. And when you are in that stress state, it's just interesting how everything shifts. Your mood goes downhill. You produce all these stress neurochemicals in your brain, you produce all these stress hormones in your body. They in turn turn affect other hormones and genes in your body. So all kinds of things start to go wrong when you're stressed. Absolutely. And, you know, stress, we've known for a really long time and more and more research is coming in that negative stress, and this is very important to say, because we have positive stress and we have negative stress, right? And negative stress and long-term negative stress is what creates troubles in the body. So not just 
difficulties with healing injuries, physical trauma, but also other diseases. So it is important that we work on stress and to move towards more relaxed state. And this is the work that we need to do that is connected to forgiveness, to other emotions, to free ourselves because the body will respond uh, very positively to this. Yeah. And in the next segment, I want to ask you a few things like what you personally do. I'd like to uh, go into your mindful injury recovery model. So we'll come back after a break and talk about all that. But I'd also like to see what daily practices you found most impactful. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in a few moments. My guest today is Maya Novak. For more on her work, go to her website, mayanovak.com. We'll be right back after a break. And welcome back to High Energy Health. I am so delighted you've spent this hour with us and you've taken care of yourself. You've flooded your awareness with positive messages, with the joy of connection, with all those really supportive things you can do to make your life better. Use them, do them, really fill your space with positive music, positive books, positive movies, positive media, positive broadcasts like this one, and really commit to giving yourself a, a positive mental space to be in. It then affects your whole life, affects your whole day, and ripples out from there. So I'm so glad you've been joining me. Make a habit of it every week. Listen to High Energy Health. For more on Maya's work, go to her website, which is mayanovak.com. And for more on my newest book, it's called Bliss Brain, go to blissbrain.com. Maya, I'm really curious as to what your personal practices are. Like, what do you do each day to really boost yourself, put yourself in a positive frame of mind? And then if something does disturb or upset you, to correct yourself? Yes. So I normally, I start my mornings with a yoga session. So this is something that I've been practicing for the last couple of years. Before, I did some yoga, but didn't really get it. So it was just a part of a workout or stretching type of thing. But in the last two years, I really connected with yoga, probably because it connects me to my body. Because of my trauma from childhood, I was always running out of my body, right? So it's very important for me to connect with my body and yoga really helps me that. So usually I start a morning with that. But before I actually get to my yoga mat, there is a moment when I wake up and I put myself into a positive state of mind, which I know that you also talk about in your books about brain waves and how important they are, uh, alpha, delta, theta, and so on. So for me, it's very important that when I wake up to actually think about something positive, because I'm priming myself for the day that is coming. Now, one important thing that I do need to mention is that the first thing that I'm going to usually think about in the morning is 
what I was thinking about before I fall, uh, fell asleep. So it's really important how we fell asleep. If we are thinking about worst case scenarios, if we're thinking about everything that went wrong, if we're thinking about all the arguments that we had that week, then we are actually our subconscious mind will be processing this over the night. And then in the morning, when we wake up, what we're going to be thinking about, it's going to be really hard to think about, oh, today's going to be so awesome because of how we fell asleep. So for me, it's very important how I fell asleep. So evening routine, when I go to sleep, what I am thinking about, what am I visualizing? How am I meditating just before I fell asleep? And then in the morning, I start with positivity, many times with gratitude, just three things that I'm grateful for. And then I can start the day going to my yoga mat, connect with my body. And yeah, this is my practice evening and morning. And how long are you doing that yoga for? Usually is between 30 to 60 minutes. I love a bit longer uh, sessions. So very often it's closer to 60 minutes. So sometimes I do it on my own just because I'm feeling to do it on my own. And sometimes I search on YouTube for guided yoga sessions and I have my phone there and, you know, being guided by another person. Okay, yeah, that, that, that is powerful. And that gratitude practice is, is great. And then you mentioned priming, priming your mind with positivity every morning. And that, again, sets you up for a great day. And then say things happen during the day that are disappointing or upsetting. What do you do to correct yourself? I breathe. <laughs> Very often I take a few breaths in and out. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I just sit with those emotions because very often we try to either avoid them or run away from them or trying to resolve very quickly. And sometimes quickly doesn't mean better. And for me, what I've noticed is that if I, even if I take 30 minutes or one hour to just sit and observe what is happening with my emotions, with my body, it's easier to process it than if I try to do something really fast, if it makes sense. So just sitting with them rather than trying to process them or do something with them. So sitting and observing, because observing what I found for myself is that when I am in observant state, it's easier to process them. So instead of being attached to an emotion and trying to quickly resolve it, I observe that emotion and I observe what is happening in my body. And yes, I am embracing positive and negative. So I'm not pushing aside the, the negative and just running towards positive. But lately, I've been really practicing how to embrace the whole rainbow and just observe. Because as I said, in that observant state, it's we are not attached to the situation, to emotions, to what is happening. And it's for me, I find it that it's much easier to process it, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, observing is very powerful, because again, you're getting perspective on your life and perspective perspective on your emotions. And then in the book, you talk about the mindful injury recovery model. Go ahead and share the, the four spaces you, you talk about in that model. Yes, absolutely. So my mindful injury recovery design model is has been created after years of observing other people's uh, people and where they are spending their time in. So I created these four spaces and these are the axes that we have our empower our beliefs and responsibility. So the four interior spaces are the bathroom, the dungeon, the study and the garden. So 
let me just share quickly what they are. So the dungeon is, well, the name already tells you that this is something very dark and down. And when people are in that space, they are actually in that victim mentality mode. So everything is happening to them. They are pointing fingers and blaming everybody else. And this is a very hard space to be in. And the body doesn't respond really positively on that. Then we have the study, which is people, the mental state that people are in this space is very often, I'm doing everything, but nothing changes. So these are people who are researching, who are reading studies very often how they find me. But because their beliefs are more towards the limiting beliefs, because very often the studies, if you find the negative studies, right? So everything that can go wrong or so many people didn't recover from that injury and so on. It really, it pulls you back. It doesn't give you that that feeling of, oh, I can do it. I can actually can recover better from my physical trauma. Then we have the bathroom. So this is the space where people think about someone who is looking, searching for a magic pill. So I'm just gonna <laughs> find a new treatment, a pill, a, a lotion, potion, something from the outside that I can use. So they're disregarding their own internal power, their healing power, and they're looking for something to grab from the outside outside. And then we have the garden and the garden is where the life flourishes. So this space is where I'm guiding my clients towards. So this is the the space where people are taking responsibility for their lives, for their healing, and they're tending to this healing space where life flourishes. I think that we all could stand more time in the garden and oh, there yes. is a garden in all of us and sometimes it takes a healer or an outside source to remind us that we are there in the garden well thank you for spending this time together with all of us in the garden Maya really appreciate you appreciate your work thank you so much and thanks for being here thank you Dawson for having me I really enjoyed our conversation me too and please love yourself enough to tune in and join me every week thank you for being here and till next time be healthy be happy and much love 